0: Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about stopping to listen. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today is the 28th of November. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. My family and I did. I was still not feeling well, so... It was just uh, my immediate family, and even though I wasn't feeling so great, I still was able to make the apple pie, including the gluten-free crust, which was great, but um, it was just a really good time of reflection and being able to spend time with my family. Before I get into anything else, the tour portion for this week is Vyetsi, which means family history. It starts in Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 to chapter 32, verse 3. This is really the story of Jacob. And then we have the half tour portion, which is Hosea chapter 12, verse 13 to chapter 14, verse 10, and the Brit Hadashah, which is John chapter one, verse 43 to 51. Really great Torah portion. And I actually plan on reading it again this upcoming week. I know I still don't really sound exactly like myself, but I do assure you I'm feeling much better than I did last week. And... I do still have to have bouts of coughing because, you know, coughing tends to just linger, unfortunately, when you're sick. But um, I'm blessed to be here and and to have my family. This past uh, week has been crazy because we did get a new puppy who is a mini schnauzer. His name is Bones. And my family has decided not to change his name not my decision. I'm just going with it. And, um, he's an absolutely adorable little dog who's going to spend, be able to keep our other dog company, especially, uh, during Saturdays when we are not home because of us being at our congregation best Simca. So very excited to have him excited. We were able to have a really good Thanksgiving. I was also excited to be able to spend time with some friends that I have not been able to spend time with for a long time. Uh, My best friend, her family, they live about an hour away and typically we just don't see each other. She actually had twins this past year, so she's been busy. This is actually, she now has six kids, so she's beaten me in the children department because I only have four, but um, they're just a blessing and it was really great to be able to spend time with them. We went to a place called Mike's Farm. If you live near us, uh, you have an idea of what I'm talking about. It is a farm first and foremost, but it also has a lot of different things. It actually has a restaurant, which I can't eat at because of my allergies, it has a rather large gift shop. It actually now has two gift shops and it also has like a barn with the animals and things. So that's where a lot of people go for, um, field trips and things. It's, you know, just a sightseeing type thing, but they also have a thing where they have these hay rides during the uh, September to October months. They have like a hay ride during the day where you can go and pick out your pumpkin or whatever, but Later on in the month and uh, the end of November, December, they have the hayride, so you can go look at Christmas lights and things. And you're thinking, why? Why are you even talking about this, Erica? You don't even, you know, celebrate Christmas. You are absolutely right. I do not celebrate Christmas. I will tell you though, the hayride for me is a family affair, where we all can actually enjoy each other's company out in nature. In fact, at the beginning of the hayride, for a good five to ten minutes, you're actually staring up at the sky. It's just completely dark. And you're just staring up the sky, just in wonder and awe, because it's far away from everything else. So there's no lights to impede your vision. It's just gorgeous. The other thing that I absolutely love, and it's the it's the redeeming factor for me for this ride, is they have a lot of different uh, lights and things. They have you know the the flag, but they have this one area where they have a big, big American flag, and they play "I'm proud to be an American." The tractor, the guy who's driving the tractor, stops the tractor he stands up and they do the pledge of allegiance and everybody in the hayride stands up and does a pledge of allegiance. People are like, wow, I didn't know you were so patriotic. I actually am rather patriotic simply because we have no idea how good we have it in this country. And I think that it's foolishness not to show appreciation for what our founding fathers gave to us. And this is just a small way of me doing so. I remember those are my family who chose to serve my husband, my father, my grandfather, my sister. Those are just to name a few, you know, just in the, you know, closer future time or present time. And for me, it, it's just important that we do that because I think when we stop forgetting how blessed we are, we become complacent. So For those of you, if I get angry emails, I just understand that's the reason that I thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoyed going on there with my best friend because she knew exactly what it was. She's like, are you singing? You know, because she wants to know if I'm singing along with Proud Being an American. And it was just a really nice time for all of her family. We actually took up basically half the whole hayride because we had nine people with us. I think she had 14 and then we had, you know, another family that came as well. Um so it was just a really great time. I really enjoyed seeing them. I see them about maybe once a year if I'm lucky and all of them including her sister and her brother-in-law and her mother. I'm lucky to see maybe once a year. So it was just really nice to have that family time, which made me think stop and think. I'm going to get to the point of this, I promise. Where I'm you know, I'm sitting there on this hayride with my husband and I'm looking across and I'm seeing my best friend and her husband and I'm seeing, um, the other family that came with, um, a fa- mother and father and two, two girls, and I'm seeing her sister and her brother-in-law and they're still married. All of us are still married. Contrary to what the world likes to let it make us think that we're, you know, uh, marriage is not something that is even necessary anymore. It's not something to be praised or be excited about. It dawned on me today as I was thinking about this podcast, how blessed those of us who have come from a home with two parents, with a mother and a father truly are. Now, if you know my backstory, you know, my backstory is not fantastic. Did I have an ideal childhood in many respects? Yes. I had a much better childhood than many, many people out there, but in some respects I did not. When it comes to the relationship I had with my father for many girls, They were always their daddy's little girl. That was not for me. My father was very verbally abusive towards me as a child. I'm so grateful that we have been able to reconcile. I've forgiven him. He has asked for forgiveness. Um, You know, I we have a good relationship now. It's not the closest, you know, but it still is a good relationship. I enjoy speaking with him on the phone when I can because he does. He lives in a completely different state than me. However, then I think about people like my husband who came from a broken home and it really hit home for me how terrible, how much worse life is for the children of those who have to live in a broken home. And one of my daughter's friends was with us this weekend. And actually she had two friends and both of them came from a broken home. Um, and it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because for this one girl that we spent a little bit more time with just because she's, you know, slept over it, just the mental anguish and trauma that has been caused because of the choices her parents have chosen to make is inexcusable in my opinion to see this poor girl beautiful girl broken absolutely broken inside because our parents had chosen to bring her and her siblings into the middle of their dispute is absolutely abominable in my opinion you do not bring a child into the middle of your mess and expect them to be okay with it and just have hard skin. That's not, that's not a thing. And the point of me even titling this, this podcast, stop to listen. Was because this girl, she trusts us. She loves us. She loves being in her home. She gave me a hug and she said, you smell like home. Which just broke my heart, you know, because then I'm thinking, what in the world does the home that you live in smell like? what is, you know, is that not your home for you? But I think because we're her safe space in our home, She feels comfortable with pouring her heart out with us. You know, I'm, I'm holding her while she's sitting with us on the couch, my daughter as well, just giving her hug. And she is just, you know, crying and, and, and pouring her heart out to us and letting us know what's going on in her life and what she's going through and how she's feeling. And, you know, there was a moment where I was listening to what she was saying, but I wasn't hearing. So I was listening to what she was saying and my husband had come in as well. And I said something and it wasn't necessarily something positive about one of her parents, which is something she did not need to hear and wasn't something that was helpful because what am I doing? I'm putting her in the middle again between her parents and then me, right? And my husband, because he is my covering and I did appreciate it. Said, hold on a second, I don't think that was necessary, and that's not really something you should be saying. So he did chastise me appropriately. You know, I there are definitely <laughs> pretty much any other instance where I would not have taken that well. Because that's my pride, right? I get a prideful. I'm like, hold on a second, like how dare you? Like, I can say whatever the heck I want. Like, how dare you tell me what I can and cannot say? but he did, he chastised me in the moment and it was appropriate. And he checked me. Not only did he check me, it checked my spirit. He said, Oh, hold on a second. Where am I? Where is this coming from? Erica? Is this coming from a spirit of love, patience, you know, peacefulness, everything, or is this coming from a place because you're angry about the situation because you want her to be in a better situation? And the reality is, yeah, I'm, I was kind of lashing out at her parents in, in the moment. And it wasn't anything too terrible, but it was also like, I shouldn't be putting this poor girl in this situation. I put, I shouldn't be putting her, uh, in this at all. I want her to, to make this feel like a judge free zone so that she can come to me because she can't even t- come to her parents. She can't go to their parents. Why? Because they did what I do. And, in, but instead of checking themselves at the door or having somebody like my husband check them, they continue on. Instead of listening and not only stopping to listen, they've heard their child's heart and have chosen to change how they are dealing with the situation that is laid before them, right? And how often in in each and every one of our lives are we guilty of that? I mean, this is definitely not the first time where I'm definitely, absolutely guilty of, of doing that, where I get prideful in the moment And I think, no, I'm right. And because I'm right, therefore, the person I'm speaking to is wrong. And I'm not going to listen to what it is that they have to say because I already know what it is that they're going to say. Or I don't really care what it is they have to say. And I think so many times in our lives, we do this to ourselves. And then doing so to ourselves, we not only hurt ourselves, but we hurt those around us. So if you are a parent out there, And you're dealing with a situation like this, I implore you to stop and look within yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hakodesh, to lead you and guide you and say, What can I do to fix whatever situation it is in my life? You don't even have to be from, you know, be that parent. In any situation in your life, we need to stop and ask the Ruach Hakodesh. How can I change the situation? How can I make this better? Not just for myself, but for those around me. And the reality is, we should be the last ones we're thinking about. We should be thinking about the people around us, especially when it pertains to children. I think this is why children get basically just run over, railroaded when it comes to divorces and separations and anything of that nature. They get absolutely railroaded. It's terrible. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm looking at my kids. have this conversation with this beautiful girl and I'm thinking, how can I make this better for my own children? My husband and I are not separated. We do live in a, we are in a loving marriage and we choose to work it out instead of walk away. We, instead of separating, instead of divorcing, we choose to to work it out. How can I make even this good situation better for my children? Not for my own sake, but for their sake, how can I make our relationship better Wherein they feel like I am their safe safe space and they can talk to me. Because I don't want to be that parent either where they go and talk to other people about how terrible their life is at home. I don't want that. I want their life to be as God-centered as possible. Because if that's the case, then their lives will be better off. No matter what. And I think, especially in situations like this, you know, the, there are, both of these parents profess to be believers. And they're tearing their child apart because they're holding on to their anger, their hatred, and their resentment and bitterness towards each other. And they're putting their child in the middle of it. Well, what's your mom saying about me? Well, what's your dad saying about me? Oh, well, this is what the court said. Oh, this is what the court said about this. And it's like, your child wants to have a relationship with you, they don't want to know about your court proceedings. They don't, don't want to know about what's going on with, well, you you know, your mom's not texting me right now. Your mom's not speaking to me right now. Well, your dad's doing this. Your dad's doing that. It's like, why, why do you need to bring them into the situation and instead of stopping and listening? Because I, I asked her like, have you talked to your parents? Have you talked to them about this? They said, she said, yeah, but they won't listen to me because you know, both of my parents think that they're right. So it's that mentality, and I had that mentality for a long time. And sometimes I slip into that sometimes too, right? Like You go back into your flesh, flesh, right? Where it's like, I know I'm right. Therefore, because I know I'm right about everything. Anyone who disagrees with me is automatically wrong. And I'm not willing to listen to them. Or I'm at least willing to listen, but I'm not actually going to be hearing what they're saying to me. And to me, it was just a big eye opener for me this weekend because... It's not something I think about. I really don't because I didn't come from that background. My parents were together and you know, their marriage has not been hundred percent either because no marriage is, but they did set a, a pretty decent precedent. I did not grow up where my parents were constantly bickering and yelling and screaming in front of me. That was not a thing in my household. Like if my parents had an argument, they did it behind closed doors, which is the way that you should do it. You should never ever argue in front of your children. Now, Ben and I absolutely have slipped up. I'm just throwing that out there. I am not professing to be a perfect parent. I am not a perfect parent. I am far from being a perfect parent. But I think the difference is I'm actively trying to become a better human being. And I think as believers, especially if you're professing to be a believer, that should be the goal, to be more like Yeshua, to be more like our Savior. And we can't do that when we're holding on to past grudges. Can we? And this poor girl has been, you know, just pulled through the ringer. Simply because those in authority over her life have chosen not to stop and to truly listen. You know, and I think I talked about it last week or maybe a couple weeks ago. Where in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I think it, all of them, it talks about how Yeshua says, let the little children come to me for in order for you to even enter into the kingdom of heaven. You need to be like one of these little children. And I don't believe he's talking about the little child that's been through so much trauma and pain. They don't know how to function. And I think that if you're really honest with yourself, you would probably agree with me on that. However, you know, he also talks about childlike humility. And I think that this is the warning right here for all of us who deal with children, which is pretty much all of us on the planet. Because even if you don't have children, you will come in contact with children at some point in your in your life. Unless you literally stay in your house all the time and have no children. So, as you know, I like to read the Tree of Life version and in Matthew 18, verses 2 to basically 6. But I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, and it's, it's titled Childlike Humility. It says, at that hour, the disciples came to Yeshua saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the child to himself, set him in the midst of them and said, Amen, I tell you, unless you turn and become like children, You shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then shall humble himself like this child. This one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So right there he says, whoever will humble himself like this child. It doesn't mean have tantrums and be extremely immature. It means you're humbling yourself to come before your Messiah. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. But whoever causes one of these little ones to trust, who trusts in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be sunk in the depth of the sea. I don't know about you, but as a parent, I've absolutely thought about doing like that that verse so many times because it's like, man, I want to make sure that I'm handling how I treat not only everyone around me, but especially children. Children are an absolute delight and gift from God. Yes, they can be annoying and have tantrums and, you know, really just test your patience. However, that does not change the dynamic. It does not change how we are to treat them. So I just want to encourage you this this next upcoming week and even throughout your life. It really goes back to the golden rule, right? Treat others the way that you would like to be treated. How can you love God if you can't even love your neighbor who is made in the image of God, who you can see, right? Just encourage you to think, stop, and listen, you know there's <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in my lifetime, I don't know about you, I've been told on a regular basis, you know Erica, there's a reason we have one mouth and two ears. Or even one mouth and two eyes. And I think that's a God's way of saying, "Hey, it's important what you see, but it's also important what you hear, and it's a lot less important what comes out of your mouth." As in You should be reading my word. So what you see, keeping the things that you see that are that are pure, that are clean, that are pleasing to me and what you hear that you actually hear it. Same thing that is pleasing, clean and, and pleasing to me, but also that when people speak to you, people that are made in my image speak to you, that you not only listen, but you hear what they have to say and then you use the brain that it's all connected to, to think before using that one little hole in your mouth, you know, in, in your, your face, your mouth before speaking. And those that know me know I tend to speak straight and fast. And that is very dangerous because I can end up hurting people with my words a lot easier than I hurt them any other way. And so over time and for many, many years, I've worked diligently and very hard to think before speaking. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. And I absolutely slide when it comes to that. But words matter. Speaking life and speaking death matter. Choose your words wisely. And instead of choosing to speak quickly, choose to listen slowly and hear what it is that and I would want you to do in every single situation of our lives what the Ruach HaKodesh is leading us towards to become more and more like our Savior, Yeshua. Hopefully that made sense. I hope I didn't just completely vent that entire podcast, but it was something that was just laid on my heart so greatly, so deeply, because it did. It just broke my heart watching this sweet, sweet daughter of the Most High so confused and hurt because the people who are supposed to be taking care of her are the ones who are tearing her down. So please, 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 as you go about your day, as you go about your week, your month, your year, think, let us all think before speaking, think before responding to an email or something on social media. Think before we we speak out in anger against our children. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction. It was funny because I heard my husband say this to our congregation this past week, and I was thinking, "Man, it sure sounds like you said ironic," and uh, <clears throat> it's not. It's based <laughs> off a blessing for Aaron and his sons, and um. That's why it's called the Aaronic Benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua sa Shalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a blessed week. Remember to stop, listen, and hear. And I pray that you all will just be safe and joyful in the Lord. And hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Shavu a Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, Amazon Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica LaCasse. There's a button on my anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.